0: Let us hear these beautiful, majestic, mysterious words. The Word of God, Genesis 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind, a breath of God, swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day.
1: Amen. The Gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark. First 11 verses of the gospel. In the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came down from heaven You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us pray. Spirit of the Living God, you hovered and brooded over the face of the deep and called forth life. We pray that you will hover, blow, breathe upon and among us these human hearts and minds through these human words and bring forth new life. It is what you do. We pray you will do it again. Amen. About a year ago, I turned in my slide phone and finally got a smartphone. It wasn't the derision and laughter of our daughters that prompted the switch. It was the desire for that amazing phone app, Google Maps. With Google Maps, I could avoid massive traffic delays on Route 95. With Google Maps, I could make my way with confidence through the city of Philadelphia. With Google Maps, I would no longer print out directions for our work camp drivers and have them snicker at me and say, how quaint. (laughs) For those of you who do not know about this app, here's the way it works. You type in your destination. Amazingly, your current location is already plugged in for you. The app already knows who you are and where you are coming from. And then you press Start. The little icon of your vehicle starts to move as you move along your route. It's the coolest thing. You can follow your progress on your route and on the screen. And you can also swipe, look ahead on your route, or around your route, or find alternative routes. You can check out restaurants and sites along the way. You can find gas stations. You can check traffic up ahead. You can see how far you are from the North Pole. And you can see how long it'll take you to get to Timbuktu. And pretty soon, you can be so tangled up in the app that you've completely lost track of where you are and where you are going. Fortunately, when that happens, you can Tap the little box in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, the one that says "recenter," and voila. Instantly, you have been liberated from your tangle of wanderings, and your path is made clear again. You are back where you started. Sometimes, in life, we need one of those re-center boxes to tap to clear the tangle that we have made for ourselves in our wanderings, so that we can see where we are. Sometimes we need to get back to where we started. Beginnings, origins are important. Where do you come from is a question that many of us investigate through Ancestry.com or DNA swab kits. We want to know who we are and where we have come from. Where do you come from is a question that writer Debbie Thomas heard a lot growing up. My parents would ask it in the grocery store, on the playground, in church, she remembers, wherever we met people who looked, dressed, or spoke like us. As immigrants from India, homesick and adjusting to life in the US, her parents wanted to forge connections with people, to make community. And those connections always began with origins. Sometimes we just need to pull back from the tangle of our complicated lives and connect with our origins, to touch again the place where we started recenter and go back to the beginning. The scripture readings for today do just that. When we tap into them, we go back to where we have come from. Both texts perhaps you notice speak of beginning. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ writes Mark. We are at the starting point of Mark's account of the new life. In Christ mark chooses his words deliberately that's why he's the shortest gospel he chooses words that echo and conjure up other words words that take us back even farther to the very beginning to our first starting point the beginning of the good news in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. Mark taps, recenter, and up on the screen of our vision come the opening verses of Genesis. Here is the original screen of our journey as human beings. Here we connect with an identity deeper than any ethnic heritage or geographic birthplace. Here, at the opening of Genesis, at the opening of the scriptures, inspired by the breath, the word, the wind, the ruach of God, here is where we see again where we come from. And when we look at this home screen, what appears? Awe, oh, beauty, mystery, wonder. But something else, something that begins in these first five verses and is a thread through the whole chapter, culminating with the creation of human beings, when God looked upon it all and said, yes, this is good, and God blessed it and was delighted in it. When we look at the home screen, What appears? Blessing, goodness, light, flowing from the will of God, the pleasure, the desire of God, from the heart of God. Before the appearance of sin, before the workings of evil, before the shame of disobedience, the jumble of blame among God's creatures, in our deepest origins, at our earliest beginnings, there is God's heart filled with blessing and delight. That is where we have come from. Now, no self-respecting reformed theologian or Presbyterian preacher can stand in the pulpit and fail to acknowledge that human beings very quickly get off the home screen and things get distorted and dark. Very quickly our identity of blessedness and delight gets obscured with complications, mistakes, failures, shame, whether from our family of origin or our own wrongful meanderings. And pretty soon, we have a hard time seeing where we've come from and where we are going, for we are headed towards the same place from which we have come, to the heart of God, to the will, the blessed delight of God. But just as we cannot deny the layers of sin that distort and separate us from our origins of goodness and blessing, Neither can we deny what scripture says is at the core of creation, at our core, the home screen of the map of our journey, so to speak. We begin in light in goodness, and God delights in us. God likes us. God likes you. Do you know that? Last week, the movie which got the Golden Globe Award for Best Comedy was a movie about a mother and daughter, Lady Bird. Mother and 17-year-old daughter have a complicated relationship in this insightful, poignant, and darkly comic film. It's the kind of relationship we might expect of these two strong-willed characters. Their relationship is sometimes tender, but mostly argumentative, confused, even harsh. The daughter, who doesn't like her given name, calls herself Ladybird. She has a hard time liking her teenage self. So does her mother. In one scene, they are shopping for a prom dress, and they are arguing, of course. Lady Bird says with exasperation and pleading, I just wish I knew you liked me. She knows her mother loves her. Isn't that a parent's job after all? Parents have to love their kids, but Ladyburg begs to know that her mother likes her. There is a difference, isn't there? Do the people you live with know how much you like them? I've noticed what I think is a marvelous shift in our culture in the past 15, 20 years. Maybe you've noticed it too. I hear people telling one another quite clearly and openly and unabashedly, I love you. You can hear parents and children ending up phone calls with the words. Spouses checking in at midday at work. I wonder if this is perhaps a... Strange gift of living in a post-9-11 world. Whatever the cause, it is a good thing. And Let's keep at it. But I also wonder, does your spouse, do your parents, do your children, does your teenage son or daughter know that you like them? Have you ever told them what delights you? about them, what you bless in them. Because it is one thing to be loved and quite another thing to be liked, to be delighted in and blessed. God likes you. God smiles when God thinks about you, says the scripture. God looks upon whom God has made in you and says, yes, all right, good. I am so pleased. I really enjoy that guy. I enjoy that girl. God delights in your company, is thrilled to hear your knock on the door, is happy to discover you have shown up on God's doorstep. Picture that. Sometimes we lose sight of ourselves as God sees us. Sometimes, like a Google Maps screen, our view of ourselves and our path has gotten so distorted that we lose our bearings, and we need to tap a re center icon to bring things back to where we've come from that is what you and i are about to do in a few moments we will remember and renew our baptism we will reaffirm the covenant that god made with us at the beginning of our journey with god we will come to the font and in our own way feel the hand of god's blessing on our heads or mark our brow with a watery cross when we do this it will be like tapping in to the home screen the recenter icon we will refresh our awareness that God who made us in love looks upon us with blessing and delight. And we will sit for a few moments in that truth. Because before everything else that can be said about us, this is who we are at our core. This is where we have come from and where we are going and today as we reaffirm our baptism we will also refresh our connection with people who speak the language of grace which is god's language we will reconnect in our covenant with the people of god the covenant people. Be clear. It is not that you and I in these pews are more beloved by God than those outside the church. God does not like us more because we are baptized. But here we are in a community of people who are aware of God's grace and have claimed it in baptism People who have accessed the treasure of God's life, which is always present, hidden, waiting to be unlocked. People who try to let that grace and delight shape and direct the way we live in the world and with one another. To be sure, After we leave this sanctuary, the home screen will get off-center again. Even as we accept God's grace and favor, we will already be spoiling it with our fiddling. But even so, today, for a few moments, we will stop our tangled wanderings and come back to where we started. We will let the waters of God's creation, of God's blessing, wash over us like the waters of our birth. And we will hear again, for the first time, the words of our beginnings. You are my Beloved child, I delight in you. Bless you. Amen.